Hello and welcome to the Irwin Mitchell podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the legal and financial news that matters to you. My name's Elaine Hutley and I'm in the hot seat this week. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Sherry Hughes, who is the UK Diversity and Inclusion Director at Page Group. We'll be discussing equality and diversity in the workplace. So whether you're at the beginning of your journey in trying to get to grips with equality and diversity and implement an E&D structure, or whether you've got a good grounding but you want to do more, then this podcast is the one for you. So to get us started, before we get into the real reason why you're here today, I'd like to know, Sherry, what is the best thing to come out of lockdown for you? I would say, thanks Elaine, by the way, thanks for having me. Probably two things. My husband has always worked away quite a lot, so he clearly hasn't been away at all in the last 18 months. So sharing bedtime, as in putting the kids down, has been a light relief. But secondly, we did that kind of what's the worst that can happen and we ripped up our hall carpet which may not sound a lot but we've got quite a big hall and if it had all gone horribly wrong we might have just ended up with a huge hole in the floor but actually we've got these beautiful turn of the century oh I can't remember what they were there's beautiful little tiles anyway because we live in like a hundred year old house and it's stunning favorite room in the house temporarily nice I like it. I also liked that you started with a bit of an E&D response to a lockdown question of balancing home life. And I did. I like that. Totally just thrown together that as well. It wasn't even planned. <laughs> OK, so turning to E&D. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we're intending that this podcast is for every employer. And so if we go back to basics for a moment and we just assume that we've got listeners who are new to this they've heard of E&D but they really are at the beginning of the journey can you give us a brief overview of what is meant by equality and diversity yes of course and I think it is a really important point to make because lots of people get it wrong or they think you can have one by having the other or whatever so um, quite simply put diversity is your is your numeric element that is your physical representation of marginalized groups in your business okay so it's very numbers driven however when you start to talk about equality or equity and inclusion then that is much more around the culture of the organization it's how it really feels to be an employee at that place so just to kind of i suppose give it a bit of an analogy which a lot of people seem to be able to relate to quite well you you can't have diversity without inclusion right so rather than everybody thinking diversity first, you can't. You need to think inclusion first because inclusion does breed diversity. So if you consider a beautiful rose bush, and if you think about, oh, how am I going to get the best out of this rose bush? How am I going to get the most beautiful flowers? And how am I going to make sure it's nurtured? Then you're not going to go and plant it in the desert. Right. What you're going to do is you're going to make sure you've got some really healthy, fertile soil. It's got good sunlight. It's well watered, you know, and it is it is suitably nurtured so that it can thrive. Well, that's your difference. That's your difference between diversity and inclusion. If you get inclusion right, then your rose bushes will thrive. So all your marginalised groups will thrive because actually the culture one is, is support. It's being well watered. They've got sunlight. They've got all of the bits and bobs that they need. But that's the critical difference. And I think too many people make the mistake of, oh, well, I will just go out and recruit diversity to get diversity. I'd be very surprised if anybody ever made that work because even if you did manage to successfully recruit diversity based on that philosophy they wouldn't stay because unless you've got the inclusion bit sorted then it's just a one-way street brilliant and i do i do love that rosebush example it really resonated with me even though we've done a number of 
of these topics. So I think that's possibly one of my favourite analogies. Um, so if we assume now, maybe optimistically, that everybody who's listened to this podcast has already got an equality and diversity policy and side note, if you don't get in touch, because we can we can help you with that. So they've thought about it. They've got the policy in place. What next? What should they be doing? I mean, a policy is is right and a policy is a necessary part of building a strategy, but it is one very, very small component. And there are so many other factors. So you need to consider, right, well, we've got a policy. Well, actually, how well is that embedded in the organisation? Is our um, is our exec board all over this? Have they understood their role in leading by example and leading with empathy and being inclusive leaders? You know, have you got networks set up? Have you got an individual strategy for each strand? You know, have you got role models? Have you got champions? You know, are you celebrating notable dates? What are you doing to create that inclusive culture? Because if you haven't got everybody on board, okay, that's 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 maybe utopia. But if you haven't got key individuals, you know, in this heart and soul, allies, leaders, you know, bottom up, top down, middle out, you name it. You need to have people scattered everywhere who are really advocating this, because if you don't, it just isn't. Nothing's going to change. And this is this is the really key part of it all is you do need to make change, because if everyone's just going, yeah, yeah, we're all over DNI, um, but actually we're just doing things as we've always done them, then sorry, they're not all over DNI. Everybody's behaviours have got to change. The attitudes have got to change. You've got to be active allies. There's so many things. So policy, great start. It is, it is a very initial step in what is a long, long, long plan. And do you think you ever finish no, in that long, long never, plan? never, never, <laughs> never, never. Do you know, I, I, it's one of those, isn't it, where you kind of go, Oh yeah, we're making real good headway here. That things are going, yeah, this is good. But it is still so, so much more to do. I mean, we know, don't we, that true gender equality isn't going to happen for a couple of hundred years. And that's actually people being quite one-dimensional with gender equality. They're not being intersectional with that. So once you start to consider, you know, multiple marginalized identities and actually how we really get true equity. I, I'm sad to say this isn't going to happen in my lifetime and it possibly isn't even going to happen in my daughter's lifetime. And I, that does sadden me because I think, how do I celebrate my progress? But that's the point. You do have to celebrate the small steps, the small wins, the changes in behaviours, because actually, what is it? The, sky, the, the bike team, the sky bike team, it was all about those little... Um, little margins, but across a whole team led to huge improvement. And that's and that's kind of where we are with DNI. You feel like it's small steps, but actually all those small steps come together and you start to get significant change. Do you know, that's just reminded me of when they brought in the Equality Act, there was talk and it was proposed that you could have discrimination claims that were brought out of multiple crossover characteristics and, and they took a massive step back. It was so radical, so controversial at the time. And it was quite frightening as well to say, well, well how actually would we deal with these? How would you explain it? How would you defend it? Um, and I think it's a real shame because I agree with you completely. Whilst you're only looking at one very specific strand, you're missing a whole dim dimension that sits behind it. It's almost too simplistic, isn't it? There was a brilliant thing, can I tell you, that I saw on LinkedIn this morning, which was a 
So imagine you're coming up from the tube in London and you've got steps one side and you've got an escalator the other. They'd colour-coded it and they'd put blue for, and the male symbol going up the escalator and they'd put pink and the female symbol um, going up the steps and they'd put a quote at the bottom, something around step into inequality everybody's path to the top is different. So they were just trying to demonstrate that it's, you know, plain sailing for those on an escalator, a little bit more hard work for those on the steps. And then lots of other people were commenting on it. And it was like, yeah, and actually, if you're an ethnic, uh, if you're ethnically diverse, then you've probably got rocks, at, you know, tied to your ankles that's making that walk up even harder. And then someone talked about a disability probably never even getting on the first step. And it, I thought it was incredibly powerful. And it does kind of make you think is when you start to look at equality, those in a privileged position start to feel like they're being oppressed. What they don't realise is they've just had an escalator ride to the top for such a long time that the thought of ever having to take the steps or, you know, whatever, is so difficult for them to compute that they feel like they are being marginalised. And they aren't. They're actually just having to prove their worth as much as the next person. And it shows how long it's going to take to get sort of, you know, full equity, really. Yeah. And you could, you could even extend that, couldn't you? And say, well, actually, for some people who have multiple characteristics that puts them at a disadvantage, actually, it's like running up the down escalator. It's yeah. an even harder challenge. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Which really nicely, it's almost like we planned this. Oh, segways, I know. So natural. Yeah. <laughs> segues me on to the next one, which is what do you think the biggest challenges or blockers are to creating that inclusive culture within a workplace? I think it's allyship and we've done quite a lot of training uh, across our business recently on this and it's having everybody recognise what their role is because you can't just take your demographics of people with protected characteristics and expect them to change the world. They actually need the support of allies to help them do it quicker. They need the, the support of those who've got privilege. You know, we do need our white, straight male leaders to get stuck in and, and, and be active in their support of equality because otherwise, with still so many senior leadership positions being held by white, straight males, and this is absolutely no slur on them. It's like, help us make this a better world. You know, help us get your business to be more commercially effective, because we know that this isn't just a moral crusade. This is absolutely with commercial benefit for a business to have diversity in their organisation, particularly at the top. So, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. But therefore, you need everybody to be part of it. And that's the blocker, because I think people who feel like they don't sit in any of those demographics don't recognise how important they are in making change happen. Do you also find, because we do, it's not always the case that they don't see that they need to. It's actually a fear. There's a fear of saying the wrong thing. There's a fear of patronising if you're not in the shoes of that person. So how have you tried to overcome some of that? I want to help, I want to get involved, but I'm just going to sit back actually because of the fear of putting my foot in my mouth or, or you know, saying something I shouldn't. That is a really big thing. That is what comes out a lot. Well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And language is so personal. You know, if you are from a black heritage background, for example, you know, you might prefer the term person of colour. You might prefer black. You might prefer um, Afro-Caribbean. You might prefer... But apparently even that, did you know, Afro-Caribbean is an unusual term because it's putting Africans with Caribbeans. And actually, 
the whole point is is they're of two completely different black heritages anyway I learned that in a in a I race webinar that. I didn't know that it was in a race webinar I thought it was really interesting it's like yeah where did that come from it was probably white people who put the term together um anyway um but yeah so la because language is so is so personal it therefore makes everybody a little bit more nervous that therefore they're going to say it wrong and so really what you've got to do is just give people a bit more confidence. You've got to you've got to help them engage in the conversation with curiosity and with respect, because it's not about if we get it wrong, then you learn, you, you, you apologize, you correct yourself and you move on. You know, we all do that. You know, we all do that a lot. That's got nothing to do with with diversity. We, we all make mistakes sometimes and it's important that we just don't make the same ones a second time. And that's the biggest thing so how can you create an environment where people are allowed to talk people are allowed to speak and 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 make mistakes because if you don't let people make mistakes then they're never going to learn and and there becomes then a whole discussion around if somebody does say something that actually doesn't land very well should it be should it be brought to their attention right there and then in front of other people or should you take someone off to the side and have a word now as with everything there are two schools of thought one is if you call it out there and then kindly respectfully calmly actually you're educating everybody else around you as well so there is a more impactful ripple effect but then there's also well if you do it in private you're not gonna embarrass that person and make them think about oh i'm never going to say anything again and therefore i'm going to withdraw so it is a very fine balance and the ally training we did just said actually calling it out in public is the most effective way providing providing it is done well and and by that i mean calmly with an education slot to say actually i'm not i'm not very comfortable with, with that term maybe you could use this in future you know you give you give somebody the alternative so that it's not just about um pulling them up on something it's about educating them helping them change and would you say you know have you got successes from that have has it been demonstrated that that is the normal thing that you would do and it's well received by both sides and it, it keeps that collegiate collaborative inclusive culture it's building you know we've just completed um We've done four ally training sessions with uh, business in the community who was who were outstanding. Um, the the educate the ally course is really good. Um, but I mean we haven't got around everybody with that. So we are we are going to do some more after after the summer break. And then of course you've got everybody to do the course and then you've got to see them play it out. You know you've got to see them actively engage with that in the business. And you know we had members of REB doing it, so our CEO and our CFO. Interestingly, they were like, "That's probably the best course they've ever done," because they suddenly realised it wasn't enough just to go, "Well, you know, well, I'm I'm not racist." You do actively need to change the conversation and change the narrative that you're hearing around you. One of our MDs talked about being at his. Um, I think it was a rugby club but it was a sports club of sorts and he, so he was out with his group of his friends and one of his friends did say something inappropriate under the guise of bants obviously and you know uh, a joke and, and, he, and he did call it out and interestingly by calling it out several of his other friends also supported him in the calling out so they know that that within that group of friends their behaviors are now going to change and it's like how many people feel confident doing that or do they just go oh, I'm in the pub with my mates nah, they didn't really mean it they you know it's fine we'll just let it go but actually it is giving everybody 
the confidence that the responsibility is theirs because if they don't maybe no one else will and then the cycle continues so we do have to be bold yeah and and it's probably the case isn't it the first time is the hardest yeah and, and actually once you become an ally for other people the expectation it, people understand that that's your approach and so then they will modify their behavior in your presence and it might make them reflect on their own which again is that ripple effect that goes out and out and out so I mean, you and I have spoken a few times at these events, so I know how far you've brought on equality and diversity and inclusion within PAGE. But I was just wondering, one, could you just give us a quick overview for anybody who perhaps hasn't been to, to a couple of our events? But then also in that context, what's the thing that you're most proud of so far? What do you what stands out to you as being some of your biggest successes in your journey so far? You almost feel like uh the, like, you know, when you've got, ever got an sporting event, like we just had the Olympics and it's always like, oh, this is the most, uh, the the best time ever and the most number of medals ever. And of course, each year it is the best one ever because each year you get better. But you feel like you're always doing that. And I think we've we've been looking at um, Edie and I for nine years now, coming up 10 years. And we have seen enormous progression. I mean, to think and I've been in the business 19 years so I can speak with absolute insight of what the company used to be like and what it's like now um so it has come on leaps and bounds and we've got strands for women at page pride at page which is our lgbtq plus inclusion ability at page which is our disability inclusion and that's every form of disability and health condition so at the moment that includes everything around um neurodiversity albeit i am actually going to break that out um then we've got parents page so that's all parents and carers and then i've got um missing one unity page that's it which is our uh, race inclusion and i and i my boss even said this to me when I did my appraisal back in January. She said, 2020 has probably been your best year yet. As I say, every year is my best year yet because I just keep getting better at it. But the point is, even, even with 2020 and the year that it was, it, we just seem to be able to be a bit more creative and, and just be a bit more, let's just do it. You know, what are we waiting for? We've, you've, we've, we're all in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, George Floyd has just been murdered and it's like what are we waiting for you know there's never a, a right time or you know or almost what, what is that green light that we're waiting for and we we just got on with it a bit more last year so we saw some really brilliant programs brought into the organization um two two particularly that I'm proud of and one is the shadow board so not only do so we set up a shadow board for the UK board and the shadow board is made up of more junior employees but across a whole diverse spectrum um and that has been absolutely amazing because a lot of people at page at the top have been there a long time you know i'm a good example i've been there 19 years and that's very typical our uk board collectively i dread to think how many years service they've got so sadly what that doesn't bring is necessarily creativity and innovation in the same way as having you know fresher faces shorter tenure people with other company experiences life experiences and so on so that's been incredibly um kind of energizing we've seen some really good stuff out of there that's been actioned and the other thing is the um reverse mentoring program and again it was set up specifically under our unity at page um strategy so one that looks specifically at our ethnically diverse employees but of course it straddles 
multiple strands anyway because some are women some are men some are some are parents some have got disabilities some are, so actually it is a, across a broader piece and the education and the insight that it has given our UK board has just been amazing and actually the allyship training came out of that if I think about our shadow board we've brought in um uh, wellness leave we've brought in change to our holiday policy you know we've brought in a money phone which is you know it's just things that it's like how have we not noticed that but that's the point of diversity isn't it is that actually different people notice different things and that's how you get creativity and we're seeing it come out in spades and I'm just honestly chuffed to bits that the business have adopted it and not only do we have a UK um board shadow board we've actually got a global exec board shadow board now as well so that is going to be getting involved in the global you know big ticket objective so that's just real comfort how seriously we take it as a business I think that's amazing I've got I've got to say within IM I always thought we were great in terms of equality diversity and inclusion you know we have all those forum groups and we don't just pay lip service to them they do impact and feedback in and they're very active but then when I've started speaking to you it's like actually yeah why aren't we thinking about a shadow board as well and I, I fully embrace reverse mentoring I think it's brilliant my only pet peeve is that we call it reverse mentoring it's mentoring because I think by adding the reverse the assumption is that it's unusual or it shouldn't be that way but I think that's next step isn't it at some point we'll re, we'll lose the reverse and it will just be mentoring and it can be yeah. forwards backwards sideways diagonally yeah. you know whoever or whatever but I think that's it our language full stop will advance again won't it because sadly it is unusual and it is, you know, done the opposite way around to what mentoring is traditionally known to be. So, yeah, I think next step is, yeah, let's throw out all of the terminology and start again with proper, proper appropriate terms. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think you've actually preempted my last question because I already knew about your your shadow board and the reverse mentoring scheme. And I was going to say, so what next? You know, what's going to make 2021 your amazing year for this year? But then you've already told me that now you've gone global with the shadow we board. We have. We have. But also we are doing so much more around disability this year. So we've had our disability inclusion strategy for some time. But we're just doing it differently this year. And I suppose that that is one of our biggest learns is just because we start a strategy off in a certain way, we are not inflexible around it. So, you know, as you get more experienced and you learn how effective certain things are to be embedded, then you can, you know, take an about turn and do things differently. So you know, disability inclusion for us is has really had a spotlight. So we're doing more with our disability partners to understand how we can do more around attracting disabled talent for ourselves you know forget that we're a recruitment business for a minute because you know that's kind of the next step but as an employer we absolutely can give loads of people an opportunity so I've been doing a training course funny enough just this morning for ambitious about autism so we're looking at bringing an intern network from there we've hired people via um, even break um, we're just we're just being more proactive rather than just sitting there and going, yeah, we're completely inclusive. We, you know, we, we, we've got no, we've got no biases. We'll take anybody on with the right skills. We're working a lot harder to go into those demographics and explore them and find the people with the skills that we, we can optimize, you know, and do something with that. So 
disability inclusion is quite a, I mean Elaine it never changes women is still top priority unity is top priority um <laughs> disability at pages top priority and let's face it we've got more parents working for us than we ever had so parents at pages are top priority and pride at page where would we be without our wonderful role models and um events around pride I don't know so none of them are diluted in any way uh, but you know that's the point you you can't stop can you you have to keep going you have to keep making sure that everybody's front and center and that you are you are being really intersectional with everything you do um so yeah 2021 is is has been a really great year but it's 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 just hard work and you know that's part of the reward do you know what though you say that but it never comes across I mean I'm just keeping an eye on the clock now and I'm, I'm conscious we kind of do have to bring it to an end which I'm gutted about because I could sit and talk to you about this but not only talk to you about it come off the conversation feeling really excited like it's not something that I want to think about once I finish my day job. It's like, no, I want to start thinking about that now. And it's it's actually let's get through the day job quicker. So actually I can reflect on some of the things we've talked about to say, what can I do in my team or in my office or the firm as a whole? So thank you. But I, I am, Welcome. as much as it pains me, going to bring it and start to wrap up now. So that is it for us today. We do hope that everybody who who's listening has enjoyed it, has has really felt as enthused as we are to go and, and make a difference and reflect and see what more you can do or where you want to focus it. So if you do want to know anything um, more about what we've discussed, head to the Erwin Mitchell website, erwinmitchell.com. There's lots of resources on there or please get in touch with us direct. Sherry and I are both on LinkedIn um, and we also I will say fairly regularly now present together from time to time on on ED&I and I, um, Erwin Mitchell and, and Page Group also um, work collaboratively to do general employment and HR updates. So if you're interested in attending any of our events or subscribing to our updates, please do. Um, and then lastly, it's just thank you for listening um, to our podcast today. Please do join us for the next episode if you find it useful and stay safe. Thanks. Bye bye.